Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to another week of Second Chance Moped Podcast. We're here, we're back, we're in the basement, aka the prison motif with the green walls. You know, I'm never painting them. Eh, I kind of like it, but we have a rally coming among us. And I'm going to need some help from anybody going to the Black Pipes Rally when I get there. I'm going to have to unload my bike, and then we're going to have to make a little shopping trip, I believe. So I need a couple, maybe one, strong individual to help me move some furniture, and that's all I'm going to say. But it's a typical rally weekend. I am not ready. I am not packed. I am. F- I decided to change stuff on a bike, and then it ran like dog crap, and now it's kind of acceptable. So, you know, that's that's how I does. Um yeah, dude, like, it's weird this year because I had such an anticipation up to Baker's, and now I'm just, I still have that, like, clock ticking in my head. Okay, Fall's got to hurry up, get here, so I can start working on my next Baker's build. So it's just weird like that. Um, But, yeah, I just, it's rad, man. Like, everything is, like, I got, I got some shop stuff I'm working on, having to put a ceiling in, going to have more heat out there this going winter it's gonna be great um i'm just excited for black pipes you know i got to see all the west coast people a couple weeks ago out at a mosquito fleet i cannot stress enough just make it happen like the west coast riding at least in seattle i always heard how great it was it is super great um and i'm really excited like not only about black pipes but i had to go see a whole bunch of zeros on friday morning i'm I hit Sarah and Andy up. I'm going to go have breakfast with those guys on the way to um, Cleveland. So hopefully we go to like clock place. There's a clock place in Toledo, like really good corned beef hash. So I was really happy about that. That's kind of my go-to jam. Um, I had kind of a weird deal happen to me this week. Um, my guest Rory and I are just two damn ships passing the night. And Rory is going to get on this. She is on, um, I team C is soon from Baker's dozen Rory. We got to get together at some point and she's moved and we had a whole bunch of miscommunications and blah, 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 probably a lot my fault. And then there's somebody who I had reached out a while ago and like, I have a lot of respect for him as a builder and I don't know anything about him. And like the little thing popped up on the um, Facebook's earlier this week. And I just reached out to him and asked if you want to come on, kind of talk about mopeds a little bit, and like we'll talk about a little thing he's got going on. So I'm just gonna have my guest introduce himself right now. Um, Tony from Chicago, uh, one of the founders, co-founders of Hot and Ready's. Right Ooh. on, on. dude. This is awesome. Like I love it whenever I get the chance to have an old head in on the show. Um, so Tony here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we go through people's mopeds journey. I eat the very first time they ever saw a moped to like the smile ride, middle part of the journey, and what it's like today. So Tony, let me ask you this. When is the first time you can conceptually remember seeing a moped? Not necessarily getting on it, but like you can look back and identify that was a moped. Um, about 1979, my uncle and my aunt had hobbits. Mm-hmm. First time I got to ride with them as a passenger. Okay. So that was my first time seeing a moped. Right on. Um, how was that? Was it like just little boy smile ride right away yeah. and you were kind of hooked? Yeah. Or, I mean, 
I, I, I was happy, you know, it was <laughs> different, you know, seeing a motor with pedals, you know, because at that time when I was young, I was riding Schwinn bikes. So when I saw that, I was like, that's great. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, Obviously you weren't getting a bike at that age. Like how much later we have to jump forward a little bit, but like, what was the first bike you ever owned? Uh, when, was it, when did you start riding yourself? Well, yeah, I'm kind of old, so let me think. <laughs> um, it's probably like 20 years, 20 years okay. ago. You know, I got on a moped. Okay. Um, yeah. Was that, were you, have you always been a native of Chicago or did you just? Yes. Yeah. I've always been a native of Chicago. Been here all my life. Yeah. Right on, right on. Um, so how like what were you like 14, 15 getting on bikes? Cause like I, well, I've talked to some people back in the day and like at least in like the Midwest, like high schools were filled with mopeds and like it was just like two to one cars. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, when I saw my aunt and uncle later on when I got older, I got to ride them. Mm-hmm. Not on the streets, of course. <laughs> it, was, it was always the alley that was the only time I got to ride them, but you know, it was fun. When that, did you get, what was your first bike? My first bike was a Samadhi city bike. Mm. That was my, it was given to me by my father-in-law. Okay. And it was, it was boxed up. It was shipped from Italy. The guy, his friend had it in his garage. So that was my first moped. But, you know, but before that, you know, I was into motorcycles, mm-hmm. but the mopeds caught my eye a lot easier to work on. Yeah, so. they're and I what I'll always tell people and maybe like not so much on the stock side, but like power to weight ratio. There's not a lot that can compare to a, high, a tuned uh, moped. Um, so like you had the Samadhi City bike. Was it like, here's a box, there you go, figure it out, kid? Or, like, how did that all happen? It's just, you know, he brought it over and said, I got a moped for you. And um, just put it together. And, and of course, you know, I rolled the shit out of it, but <laughs> it got converted into a bopper. It got converted to so many different looks. And, at, and you know what? Elise from Hot and Ready's has my first moped oh we got you gotta so, get her back from her she ne- no, i never no. see her riding she's all about motorcycles these days oh, dude yeah, I mean, yeah everybody's in motorcycles you know you know it's a thing you know comes it comes in comes out you know i do the same thing too you know i was in got into the motorcycles and lately now i've been riding on our tuesday rides you know and kind of missed it but yeah she has it you know which went to a great place my first moped so yeah, yeah, dude. And I love, like, I, th- that's my problem. Like, I'm still, like, I'm, I'm starting to see some of my early Facebook posts when I kind of got the r- teeth sunk into me with mopeds. And, like, I have so many ideas for bikes that I want to do, but, like, I have no time because I work a lot. I do this. I'm running around. I'm trying to have a little bit of a social life. But, like, I'm, I'm starting to say no to some deals it's like just a samadhi city bike that's one i want i've seen some like the one in moped rich's calendar last year dude that was so sexy or it was this year 2022 what am i talking about like 
they can be done fucking awesome, dude. And like V one is not as I haven't touched one yet, so like it's the mystery. Um, yeah, no, the Menarelli engines are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great engines. You know, it's that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Well, you Chicago crew, dude. That's what you guys are kind of known for is those Italian bikes. Um, so like obviously you're playing with the bike, you're kind of rolling through the alley, and I feel like. I grew up in Southern Minnesota and like there was no alleys really where I, the town I lived in, but grandma and grandpa lived in the big cities, uh, actually St. Paul. And like, that was the cheat code. It seemed like for all the little kids, like you can do whatever the hell you want in the alley. Cause the cops yeah. weren't going to fuck with you. So. Yeah. Just that's uh, true. <laughs> so you got that Samadhi city bike where you just ride, obviously you could ride by then. Um, what was that? Was that like a daily commuter then, or like were you just well, all the time? No, well, I mean, when I first got in, you know, into mopeds, that's at least over fifteen years ago. It was my daily commuter, you know. It was stock. Mm-hmm. Then I got really interested in Menorellis and started doing my research and helped by other friends, you know, moped heads. Yeah, yeah. Um, my question is like, so you're an old head in Chicago. Like, were you? playing around the stuff but like the ones i the old old heads i hear like petty cash were you before those guys or were you kind of coming up around that time or what was that petty cash was way way before you know i you know i hung over with the petty cash and rode with them you know when they had their rides but you know we were hundreds were coming towards the end of petty cash Mm -hmm. you know so we could you know we took over and they gave us the crown as they said (laughs) But yeah, just kind of after late. I was gonna say, how did that start? How did the hot and ready's really kind of form? Was it you and some buddies, or was it just like? Yeah, it was. Um, it was around six of us that uh, you know, we always rode together and went to rallies. And just one day, you know, every day we were eating um, hot and ready pizza. Nice. And we just said, you know, we we're trying to come up with names and. That hot and ready box is right there, and we just said, let's just call us hot and ready's. Dude, simple. Was, I love it. it. Yeah. That was um, it. What was it like? And something I haven't asked a lot of people because I've been on this Baker's Dozen block for a while. Um, what was like your first out of town thing? Like your first, did you go to the old school barbecues or were you always just kind of hanging out in Chicago most of the time? Well, it was always ranking at my house, you know, in the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. it was barbecuing, wrenching, and um, then it moved on when Tom got his, it's called the castle, you know, the, the old funeral home. So that became the base. Yeah, I mean, that's how it started, you know, barbecuing and everything. Mm-hmm. What, in the early days, like, what is your, and I, I really don't know anything about you, so, like, I'm just kind of going with my stock questions. Like, what was your first, um, experience what was your first experience of a big group ride like for and i can say and i'm just having a conversation with you like for me i have way it was something i missed like that smell of two cycle like i raised go-karts all over the country so like i knew that smell and like mm-hmm. i had missed that for like 20 years of my life and i just like <gasps> it was like a f- breath of fresh air like for you what was the first time like riding in a group like on like the, the old days a big group yeah. Well, I mean, there was 
there were so many writers here in Chicago. So, I mean, I, I consider that a big group, but my first big rally was uh, the Dead Pets in Nashville. Mm -hmm. That was the best, you know. But um, Louisville, that was a, that was the most. That's the second one that I believe that I rode with a lot. Yeah, the Bombardier Bandits. Yeah. Yeah, you you hear a lot of the old dead peds and the bandits and all those old rallies, like, and I think this year was so weird because like it seemed like there's a there's a rally in the spring and nobody knew it was going to happen with COVID and there's this dead yeah. spot in the calendar now it's all backloaded and I think next year it's just going to be rally 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 rally, which is awesome, dude. I love that stuff. Like I love people getting out exploring different cities. Um, what's are you would you consider yourself and i know your family man like would you consider yourself a traveler for rallies a lot not maybe not so much these days but early on or and that's early. okay and i've never and i never try to make people feel less than or anything like that because like you always hear the rally the rally the rally some people just like to wrench and stick at home and there's nothing wrong with that no i mean there's nothing wrong i mean when at the beginning it was we went to every rally mm-hmm every rally but you know for me it got to a point you know like you said i'm a family man so you know owning a shop and and working another job and you know it just slowed me down mm -hmm. going to rallies you know now i'm itching for a rally i'm itching <laughs> but you know black pipes this weekend my guy get out I, to cleveland <laughs> I'm, I'm no, i would love to go but <laughs> you know like you said, I'm a family man, and sometimes, you know, I got to look the other way. Oh, yeah. Definitely, but, definitely. Yeah. Um, so you talk about that Samadhi City bike. You talk about, like, the early days of the castle. Like, even a idiot like me who's kind of in this, you know, area of St. Paul, like, I've even heard of the castle. Uh, when you guys decided to do the hot and rallies and all that stuff like we always hear about like the bad boy triangle you guys acr and black black like that's that's still the legend dude like and like anybody who i've met from all those clubs rad fucking people like i'm not gonna bust balls or anything like that like they're people but like my experience with all you guys are fucking rad as shit so bad boy or not you guys are nice as fuck to me thank you thank you yeah that was uh that was a it, it was a great time. My, you know, <laughs> a lot of stories, but I can't say. But it was a great time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Like we all, we all, we all know the shenanigans that can happen, yeah. dude. It's all good fun, you know. Um, when you got that Samadhi City bike, um, what were some of your early mods you were doing that stuff? Because like, I understand seventy seven was probably around. Treats might have yeah. been around in in yeah. the early infancy, but like, what was your first mods to that? <laughs> Putting white walls. <laughs> nice, dude. You're always going for style. Yeah, white walls, and yeah, that was the first thing I did on the Samadhi. White okay. walls. <laughs> what was your first performance mod then? And well, we're like, did you grow up like in a mechanical background or yeah. anything like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always, I was always the nosy one, growing up with my uncles and my father working on cars. Mm -hmm. So, I was in the engine bay, you know, just sitting there, just learning. So, so your dad and uncles had a shop, or 
No, and at, growing up, everybody worked outside in the okay. street. <laughs> right on, my guy. Yeah. I yeah. um I grew up in a body shop, so it was all about making a car look clean and crisp. And like I, I'll I'll never forget this. Like we had a frame guy, and this is why I love Hobbits because they're one of the lower bikes that can just rip. And I always love things low because our frame guy Jose showed up with a '72 Chevy truck that was lowered, and like my jaw dropped. I was like six years old, and my dad goes, "Pretty cool in the gym." I'm like. Yeah, just this, just this little kid in Southern Minnesota, like that impression always stuck with me. So, like, I love low bikes, but not low drop bars, though, dude. Like, I want to be comfortable. I want to be comfortable still. I mean, if, I mean, I think everybody knows that my bikes, when I build them, they're very low. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about them, dude. You build some sick shit. Thank you. Yeah, they're they're low. I I love it. I mean, like you said, you know, I my um. Seeing lowriders just give me inspiration, and I'm just like, you know what? Let me just drop it. Oh yeah, dude. So yeah, my bikes are low. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, so what was your? You talked about putting the white walls on. We're in. Talk a little bit about styling. Like, what's your bike of preference? Like, what's if my- you had to, if you had to go buy a bike tomorrow, like um, nothing, nothing super exotic, but like, what are you going out to buy? As a moped, um, yeah, a V1 top okay. tank. <laughs> That's you know now you know I'm doing Hobbits too. I have a Hobbit, but Manarellis, anything that has a Manarelli engine, I love. You yeah, know, yeah. even if I have to chop up a frame, which people dislike, you know, I'll put a Manarelli on it. I'll put a Manarelli on everything. Nice. That's, but you know, that's what I'm known to do. What's your go-to Minarelli build? What cylinder? What's the setup on that? Like, do you it, have kind? Of- it all depends, you know. My first kit was the Polini, um, aftermarket pipe, Deloro. You know, that was my, you know, that was my first setup. You know, yeah. Um, but- were you ever one of these dorks chasing speed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, always trying to go faster than everybody, you know. What? What's your top speed on a bike? Just wondering. I'm just wondering, like, um, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. That's, that's cool, dude. It's just, you know, I really don't know. I mean, some people clock. I mean, I don't know. I'm not gonna say, you know. Yeah, and no, that's yeah. it's like whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I always tell people. I mean, I posted a thing here or there, but like, I always compare myself to myself. Like I'm never, I just want, if I know there's more in the bike, I'm still going to try to wring that out of it. That's just me. And I'm an idiot like that. Um, what's your favorite build you've ever done, Tony? Um, or a couple of them. Like you don't necessarily, it's like trying to pick your favorite kid, whatever. Uh, it's like, I mean, there is two, my, one of my favorite builds. It's the, my blue one Oh three frame with the Manarelli engine and uh, the one, the other one that built was the yellow 40 T with a Marini kickstart on it. Nice dude. Yeah. Those were my favorite builds. I like you. I like you threw it on that 40 T just to get all the motorcade people all just like, 
Yeah, and I'm a, such a fan of butt hurt builds, and I think there's going to be a butt hurt build at Black Pipes because I saw mm-hmm. them putting an 83 Hobbit, something on an 83 Hobbit, and I'm just like, you chopped up an 83 Hobbit. Yeah, awesome. we we done it. We done it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I mean, a lot of people have, and I, I'm lucky to have one. Um, but, like, yeah, dude, like, for me being a Hobbit guy, I'm like... <gasps> Not the 83. Take a 78. They're everywhere. Not an 83. <laughs> yeah, I just I just picked up a 80 Hobbit on Sunday because of this kid I've dubbed Hoarder Eric. I love Minnesota because you can still get cheap bikes. I that thing is complete with floorboards and everything for 200 bucks. That's a gift. That's how you know what way back that's where we're moped prices were really way back mm-hmm. i mean i mean what i remember you know you could pick up a magnum for 350 or a rigid pook rigid for 200 but that's over 15 years ago so you're you know. gonna hate me for this that is still very obtainable like if you kind of halfway watch marketplace in minnesota and like iowa and south dakota like Dude, you still trip over them here. I mean, they're not popping up like every week, but like this one, the only reason why I got it because Eric thinks it's a big joke to send me cheap hobbits because I'll probably end up buying them because he's, I told him a long time ago, I'm not buying any more bikes, dude, unless they're 200 bucks or less. He, I think he searches them out now because mm-hmm. like, I've, got, yeah, but I ended up turning them and pat, just kind of passing that on to somebody else, give them the moped addiction because why not? Yeah. Um, when uh, I was going to ask you a question and now I'm blanking out. Um, you say you're all about your, one of the wrenchers. You really enjoy that aspect of it. What part of building mopeds do you enjoy? Like, cause I'm, I'm kind of ADHD and I just want the bike done, but I want to do it right. So like it took me three hours to figure out how I wanted to mount a seat on Sunday. Cause I just kind of looked at it and I like, that's my big problem. What's your favorite. I don't want to mess up and I want to make it look right. But like, what's your favorite part about putting a bike together or. Um, yeah. My favorite part. <laughs> people are going to hate me. is chopping. Like I said, you know, chopping a one three or, or 40 T is my thing that turns me on is putting a mountain and working with the mounts, how it's going to look. Should I move it back? Should I move it further? You know, how low am I, do I want it? You know, that was my big thing that, you know, turn me on. Let me just say yeah. that. Turn me on. Yeah, that was one of the big things. Mods. That's yep. yeah. Mods on the frame. That, that's what I love doing. Dude, and that's rad because, like, I'm, I was jokingly – telling people like i'm a hell of a cake decorator man like i can get some stuff and bolt on and you know whatever but like the artistry is in some of the bikes you've done and some of the bikes like i'll give Maze some credit here in minnesota like that guy's built some pretty clean bikes mm-hmm. um and like just lester down acr like any like any of the builders like that i've seen like do some really cool stuff like thomas over in richmond i've seen him put together some rad stuff yeah. Um, and the guys out at NYC Mopeds and Ed down in Omaha, Ed is still putting together. 
even though I'm not the biggest fan, like he puts together some freaking clean derbies. Um, and I have all the respect in the world for you guys who can do that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm still doing it. Yeah, but you know, it's a great thing. There, there is a lot of great builders out there. I give them props. You know, I mean, I see their their builds, and I'm like, wow, why couldn't I thought of that? You know how they did it a certain way. But you know, and I think that's pretty rad of you as a builder that you can say that and like still learn and grow from that. Cause dude, I have a lot of respect for you as a builder. Oh, I mean, I learn every, you learn every day. You learn something new when you're building. Mm -hmm. And speaking of building stuff like that, I, the reason why I kind of asked you to do this and whatnot, like there's a little GoFundMe going just to kind of, uh, get going with a shop or and like, what's the history of your shop status and whatnot. Cause I know like, I think Andy from the Zeros actually got one of your old um, bake oven, your powder coating ovens. Um, yeah, he sold them one of my ovens. I mean, that was because I went and got a bigger one. That's why I sold the oven. But um, yeah, I mean, I can tell you sort easy, you know, story what's going on. You know, I mean, I've had my shop about three years, and you know, I went with a partner and. I got kind of screwed, you know, mm-hmm. raw. And um, I had to get everything out of the shop and put everything in storage. So right now, you know, I found a spot. I mean, honestly, I was just going to, at the end of the year, if I didn't find anything, I was just going to sell everything, you know. But this is by passion. And, you know, I started in the basement. I don't know if you know that. Mm-mm. Starting the base of my house, you know, building mo- you know, mopeds, and then got into motorcycles and or anything. But I got screwed, so now I'm look, you know, I'm trying to do this on my own now. Mm-hmm. You know, no partner, you know, and it's tough. You know, but my main thing was to find a spot, and I did. So you know, I had to sell. A couple of my stuff, you know, you know, it sucks. I sold, uh, you know, my tire machine, balancer. So a couple of stuff to survive. Mm-hmm. And all my stuff is in stores right now. And, and uh, the place I found is an old tire shop. Nice, dude. So, you know, it has a basement, has a, you see, uh, you can six car lot in the back. So the whole thing is I'm racing this fun is because um it's pretty bad inside. Mm-hmm. So I gotta you know I'm starting all over again. Mm-hmm. So that's you know and I appreciate everybody who's giving. You know, it doesn't matter what amount, but you know coming from the heart and helping me you know to keep my dream going. Yeah. So I'm very grateful whoever's given whatever they gave. And that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, you yeah, know, dude. I'm working two jobs right now and trying to make it work, you know? Yeah. No, dude, that's, um, I grew up in a family business and my fam, my dad, we, we through a few managers here and there. We had people embezzle from us. We had one person embezzle $10,000 from our car wash. Like it, like my heart, I, I, 
I feel it. I feel you, dude. Like, and that's why I kind of reached out because, like, you have a good reputation in the moped community, and like, I want to like do my little part. Everybody, you're way more popular than me. Don't worry, my guy. But like, I plus is an excuse to chit chat with you. Um, yeah, dude. Like, if you can, like, throw you know what's twenty bucks. I mean, whatever you guys like, give it somebody who's helped out a ton of people and. I know with your shop, you'll continue to help out people. Yeah. And then the hot and ready's will at least have a headquarters for their next rally. I'm just, um, busting, yeah. <laughs> I'm just busting chops on that yeah. dude. Like, um, no nah, dude, like that's awesome. And that's, um, humble of you to ask for help from the moped community. And that's like, so yeah, it, was, it was, it was hard to oh. do this, you know, but with the help of my family, you know, they said, do it, you know, yeah. it was hard. Yeah, dude. But, but like you said, somebody took advantage of a situation that you were in with a partner and mm-hmm. that sucks in any form of life when you're taken advantage by somebody. Like Yeah. So yeah. Um let me ask you this. What's your hot now we got a little bit of the business out of the way with uh GoFundMe. Talk to me about hobbits. <laughs> I love I love hobbits. Like what's your eighty three build? I saw you put that Darth Vader mask on yeah. it. I think yeah. the spring that that was sick as hell, dude. Like, uh, that's one of um one of my favorite, you know, build. I mean, hobbits are great, man. I mean, we had this conversation before hitting back, you know, about that rear, you know, transmission. Mm-hmm. But no, like I said, I like honestly, Jim. I don't like. I mean, hobbits are great, but I just don't like the way it looks. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you know. I just like to be different, you know, dude. And that's cool. Speaking of that transmission, you like, and I was, it was just an excuse. Cause I'm a fan by the way of yours. If you haven't noticed, like it was just an excuse to talk to you. Like I kind of knew how to do that transmission deal anyways, but did you see what, how I grenaded that transmission on Baker's? No, no, I, I did. I, I will send you pictures, homie. Like that's it. How I fit It was the second to last day, dude. I destroyed uh, the gearing in there and like how I finished. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is... Saw, yeah. Saw the picture. Yeah. 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 Like that was, a, that was a proof that there was some type of moped Jesus out there. Cause it's on like a damn gravel truck coming into town, dude. Like <laughs> it was quite impressive from my understanding. Um, so like what, like motor wise, what have you done with that? Is just uh, the go-to DR build and whatnot or. Yeah. Oh, it's just a regular plain E kit. Okay. You know, some you know, B you know, B four threes and twenty one Dow. It's just yeah. simple. Yeah, yeah. Simple. That's all. And I'll I'll say this, and anybody who has their doubts about V force reads, I ran eighteen hundred and sixty miles wide open throttle at Baker's and I did not chip a single read. So like I I can't speak enough good things about V Force. If they're chipping, they're probably some knockoff ones from China. Like, oh, they're great. You know, they're great bikes, hobbits. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's I was going to ask you something else. Like, so I believe good things will happen to good people when you get your shop and when you get all that stuff. Like, impossibly settled out. Are you possibly going to get out of town for a rally or two next year? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to go this year something to just get away and, you know, 
and do you know what I've done before, just go out and chill, yeah. leave, you know, leave everything home and have fun. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got that. You got a couple opportunities, everybody. Uh, we got that smog, smoggy dog, uh, mono rally. It's not a rally. It's a ride. Um, down in New Orleans, and then you got um, the Shanks are gonna be doing their thing down in Texas. I forget if it's Austin or Dallas. I apologize, uh, Ray Ray, if I whatever <laughs> one of the two cities. Um, and what kind of builds do you got going right now? Do you, are you working on any mopeds right now, or just kind of keeping your daily ride no, running? No, I'm just been. I haven't. Like I said, everything is in storage, all everything. I just been going to garages, you know, going to my friend's garage, Artie, just helping them build bikes, you know. Yeah. And help them, you know, that's it. Yeah. So, but isn't that rad? Like no matter what stress or BS you got going on in your life, you can still jump on a moped and like all yeah. that stuff floats away when you're riding. Yeah, it's a it's a relief, you know. It's it's like you know, when all that all that crap happened, you know, I needed to go back and work on mopeds again, you know, and it was a, you know, release, you know, it felt good. That's what, that's what I back, back to zero, dude. Like that, no matter yeah. what, what screwed up thing is happening in my, in my life, I can say for that, I can jump on a bike and that shit floats away in like three minutes. Yeah, it is, you know, Great. It's a great therapy. Yeah. All right. Um, there, Tony. I can't thank you enough for coming on Second Chance a Moped Podcast. Um, I'm definitely gonna link. You've been asked- link your show, or not your show. I'm gonna link your um fundraiser Here's- in the description. The GoFundMe. Okay. Um, definitely, dude. Anytime you find your way in Minnesota, your family has a house to stay at my place. I'll throw you on some shitty hobbits. We'll blast all over St. Paul, dude. Um, thank you so much for coming on. But uh, we'd like to say um, thank you for everybody supporting me and giving whatever you got. It means a lot, you know, the MOPA community. And Jim, Jim thank you, because I know you've been asking me to come on the show for a while. But thank you. Hey, dude. No worries. Thank you for being a pillar of the community that's still around and still helping out the new guys. Okay. Hey, yeah, yeah, All dude. Right. All right. We'll talk we'll talk a, little, a second or two after the show, but thank okay. you again, Tony. Thank uh, you. Thank you for coming on Second Chance Moped Podcast and don't forget my guy, mopeds are dumb. <laughs> All right. Talk to you. Bye.